Forgive me when I forget Psalm 4610 and the importance of being still and being reminded that you are God, you are working, and, and my best efforts will be null and void and useless if I'm not first finding my true source of strength and then with it a true source of joy and happiness in knowing who's in control, in knowing who the strong one really is. Welcome to the special Friday edition of Jesus is Real Radio featuring Pastor Daniel Fusco and host Billy Hallowell. Each week we share a conversation between Daniel and Billy and sometimes a special guest will join in. It's hard to keep your life on track when you're bombarded by things that could easily derail you. Today, Pastor Daniel and Billy talk with singer, songwriter, and author Matthew West who reminds you that regular time with the Lord helps you stay in your lane. Then you can move forward with hope and perspective. Now, here's Pastor Daniel, Billy Hallowell, and Matthew West with the Friday edition of Jesus Is Real Radio. everybody. Welcome to Crazy Happy with me, Daniel Fusco, an opportunity for us just to, in a crazy world, just to sprinkle a little happiness around. I always like to say, people always say, does God want me to be happy? And the answer is absolutely he does. But God's plan for happiness is never found in the places that we think it is. And that's mm-hmm. part of the unique journey of life. So as always, I am joined today by my friend, my buddy, Billy Hallowell, investigative journalist, author, provocateur. Billy, what's the good word, man? Hey, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you doing? I am doing so good. Now, listen, I want to thank everybody out there for subscribing to the podcast, letting people know about it, reviewing it, all the stuff you guys are doing. Super cool. We are super excited today because we have on the podcast Matthew West. You know him. Listen, you've sung his songs in your car. You know, you you just he's one of the writers of the anthems of our generation from a worship perspective. So, Matthew, welcome to the Crazy Happy, Happy Podcast. How you doing, bro? No, thanks. I'm I'm doing great. Now, thanks for having me on your show and I kind of wish I had a title more like what do you call Billy provocateur? Uh, yeah. Isn't that a good? Isn't that good? Just hearing that title made me regret all of my career choices. Like I wish I were <laughs> all of your life choices, not just yeah. your career choices, yeah. everything. I want to be a provocateur. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I want to be. Well, I'll just be honest though. I mean, being that the writer of the anthems of our generation is it's a pretty significant title, though. I I don't want to knock that at all. I'm a glasses have empty kind of guy. So I skip right past compliments and focus on on what I'm not. So but you know what? And that's a great lesson right here at the beginning of, of our interview. It's you know, the I love the title of your podcast, Crazy Happy. I love that. And uh, you know, I'm a person who, you know, I profess joy a lot of times from the stage or through my songs, 
But then sometimes I really struggle to to find that level of crazy happiness that I'm encouraging other people to find. So mm. so even today, here's my struggle. Now all day I'm going to be thinking, how come I'm not a provocateur? I like what what <laughs> what must I do? Because then I will be happy. <laughs> We're just making your life harder. I mean, that was the goal of bringing you on today, actually, just to disturb yeah. you for the rest of the day. We're here to have Matthew on and remind him what he's not achieved. Mm. No. <laughs> So Matthew, let's just, let's jump right in because obviously like as we're doing this, this interview, we're still kind of in the middle of, you know, the COVID pandemic. And, and obviously as a musician, you know, you had probably a ton of tours booked, all these things, you're on the road, you know, and then all of a sudden everything shuts down. And what what I think is so cool is you you just released a brand new EP live before the world shuts down, you know, uh, but like, talk to me about how you have been kind of cultivating happiness in the midst of, I mean, your life has been completely, you know, disruptive, just like everyone else's. Yeah. It's like the cliche about like, you know, we're all in the same boat. Like, I don't know that that's ever been truer than it is right now in, in the sense that, you know, show me an industry that's been unaffected by COVID-19. Show me uh, a family that hasn't had their plans changed in some way, shape or form. And so, you know, from my perspective, I had I was looking at 2020. I remember New Year's Eve in our living room in Nashville, my wife around or my arm around my wife, my wife around my arm. Uh, and uh, I, I, I literally said to her as we watched the ball drop, babe, I got a really good feeling about 2020. I think oh, so you're to blame for this. Basically. <laughs> this is exactly why they don't let me go to Vegas, because with that kind of luck, uh, I would go broke in a hurry. But, you know, I had about. 80 concerts canceled and just literally every plan I had made, every ambition that I had towards my career. I released a a new album right before the world shut down. And I mean, you talk about horrible timing. It's like just, you know, nobody's thinking about your music or what, you know, it's just really tough. So, but in 2020, one of the things that I've seen reminds me of one of my favorite worship courses. It's an older song called Blessed Be Your Name. And there's a line in the song that says, you give and take away, you give and take away. My heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name. And what I think about that is when I've sung that, I would think, okay, that's those are two different actions. God gives sometimes and sometimes he takes away. But what this year's taught me is that he does that simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's been a lot taken away from me in 2020, but I feel like simultaneously he's been giving me these beautiful gifts, perhaps that he's been wanting to give me all along, but I wasn't making space for it. And so 2020 has forced the space to happen, forced some things to be removed from our lives so that maybe our eyes could be open to see some beautiful gifts. And 2020 has been a year where those gifts have been a source of happiness for me, the gift of a, an evening walk with my family that normally would have found me in a totally different city, hoping to FaceTime for five minutes while my daughters just looked at their own hair. You know what I mean? Instead, <laughs> I'm getting this chance to, to spend this, this really unexpected time. And I've struggled with a lot of guilt in my life for the amount of time I've spent away from my family. And so in some ways, 2020, I've found happiness in, in the grace of restored time, you know, almost like I've been able to have some of that time given back to me with my daughters. Did you also launch a podcast too, if I'm not mistaken? (laughs) I did. Well, you know, for me, survival mode is work mode. Like, so quickly in 2020, I started to kind of panic a little bit and I was like, okay, so I 
I got focused on my craft. I wrote 15 songs. I started my next book. I launched a podcast. I, I'm selling some steak knives if you guys are interested. They cut through a can. It's really a beautiful thing. But, uh, no, but you know, that was kind of my tendency was to kind of go into work mode. The podcast was a dream I'd had for a while now. But And Billy, you and I had talked about that at one point a few years yeah. back. But, you know, touring was so exhausting that I really just there were certain things that stayed on the back burner. So that's been another source of a unique, unexpected gift and happiness that's followed from discovering some different areas of gifting that maybe I didn't recognize. And 2020 showed me like, man, wait a minute. God's not a one dimensional God and neither are the people that he creates. And so, yeah, I'm known as a singer, as a songwriter, but this podcast, man, I'm I'm loving this, you know, and uh, it, so it's been fun. It's been fun. Well, I love so much of what, about what you're saying, because really, that's why I call it crazy happy, because, you know, we think that happiness is going to be 2020 is going to rock. I'm going to hit all my, all my tours are going to rock. My albums are going to come out. You know, it, it's all, you know, books are coming out. I'm going to, you know, and then all of a sudden everything gets gets thrown in a million directions. And all of a sudden, if you're willing to embrace you know, what God is up to as opposed to re resisting it or rejecting it before, yeah. you know, it, God has, has got gifts, you know, redemptive gifts in the midst of all of these things that are going on. Now, I want to ask you this because you, you nodded to it earlier. You know, you're, you're a worship leader and, and, and you tour and, and, and you do these amazing concerts, you write amazing music. And a lot of times for people who are public figures where, where people know Matthew West from the stage, you know, they know Billy Hallowell from, you know, The Blaze or from Twitter. They know me for, as a pastor and an author or my TV show or whatever's going on. But you cultivating true joy in Jesus day in day out like you mentioned the kind of the, the grind of the road where where you're facetiming with your with your wife and your kids and, and and you have young daughters right and so i love when i facetime with my kids because they literally they're not talking to me they're just looking at themselves they're making faces and, and you're trying to connect with them but you really can't so how, how do you kind of in your own personal space in your heart how do you really cultivate the joy that you talk about the redemption that you talk about in the grind what is you know you're traveling from city to city you know you're with your band and and the people you have on the road with you and how do you cultivate that because for a lot of people they just think oh yeah these public figures they're just always so happy they're always so positive and you know we all wake up the same way like just give me a cup of coffee and you or know three. Okay, yeah or where am i today and all that kind of stuff it's a great question. And the, there's a few things that come to mind as you were asking that question. One, first and foremost, is time spent with the Lord one on one. And and I got to, you know, I'll lead this answer with some honesty in that, like, you know, I told you when I go into survival mode, I go into work mode and work mode is not surrender mode. Work mode is not it does not lend itself to you know what, it's really important for me to just sit still right now. Work mode tells you, you got to go. It's time. You got to go. You got to fix this. You got to provide for your family, your employees, your team. This has, you know what I mean? If the boat's sinking, it's up to you to like keep patching the holes. And it's like, I feel like God reminds me gently, sometimes not so gently. I, I can think of a not so gentle reminder early in quarantine. My wife literally sat me down and she's like, hey, you got to do a better job. <laughs> and I remember like going, and I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, you wake up in the morning, you turn on the news, you start panicking because obviously we all see the death toll rising. We all see these things happening. You're worried and your stress level is stressing your 
family out. We're looking to you. You're a different person when you start your morning reading your Bible than when you start your morning watching the news. And Mm. so that's been one of the big ways in 2020. And really, that's the story of my life is just going, God, forgive me when I forget Psalm 4610 and the importance of being still and being reminded that you are God, you are working, and and my best efforts will be null and void and useless if I'm not first finding my true source of strength and then with it, a true source of joy and happiness in knowing who's in control, in knowing who the strong one really is. And so that's first and foremost. Second, this is the thought that came to my mind was, I have found in my life that I rise above discouragement in my personal life when I get opportunities to encourage others. And I think that's one of the reasons why I love doing concerts. It's one of the reasons why, like my dad and I, we do a weekly online check-in and devotion where we just, we get thousands of people's prayer requests and we just spend a few minutes praying for other people. I'm going to tell you something. I mean, you've heard it said before, if everybody took all of their problems and put them in one great big pile, chances are you'd look at everybody else's problems and gladly take yours back, right? How's that for some perspective, right? A 15-minute Zoom call with a guy named Ron during quarantine who's in his final days battling ALS. And for 15 minutes, I thought I was going to encourage him. He wound up speaking into my life, telling me, Matthew, God's got your great big plans for you. And so what I've noticed is when I get the opportunity to do what Ron did for me, when I'm encouraging somebody else, guess what I'm not doing that entire time? I'm not focusing on my own problems. And it does wonders for your perspective and and your happiness. And imagine that when we become a character in somebody else's story, that's when our life gets more fulfilling. And that's when we find happiness. The thing about you that's crazy in a good way is that you tell other people's stories, right? Like you're talking about encouraging others, talking with others. But one of the big things that makes your music different from almost everybody else's, and not all of your music, but a lot of it, is that you have taken stories that people have brought to you. And you've gotten tens of thousands of stories. I think the last time we talked, it was almost 50,000 stories that had come to you. But you create music around other people's experiences. and that's amazing to me. And that's a hard thing to do. A lot of people draw from themselves and you you can do that really well too, but you're drawing from other people's stories. How has that changed you over the years having that opportunity? Man, I I really can't like quantify it. I would just say that it has it has completely been a game changer for not only my creative process, but how I view the world. And When you start to look around you, like whether it's when I'm on stage and I look out and I see a crowd full of people or in your daily lives, when you're just walking down the street, when you begin to see not just a face, but a story and recognize that, okay, every one of these people has some sort of battle in their life that they're facing. Right. And I've read so many of their stories that I feel like it has maybe given me a greater sensitivity to the situations I may be stepping into that I have no idea that I'm stepping into, if that makes any sense. So in other words, I get on stage and I look at for a crowd in front of me and I see, I see a little kid and I see a mom and I see a dad and I see, you know, whatever it might be. I realize that there's a good chance that God has me there because he's going to speak in a powerful way into each individual's lives. And one of the things that I've noticed is 
Every single one of us, while all of our lives are totally different, there's no two of us, right? Every single one of us, different fingerprints, different stories to tell. But we are all connected by this one thing. All of our stories have some broken chapters, right? And they're in need of healing. And that's there's some common ground in that. And I think a lot of times we don't like the broken chapters in our story. We don't like the the abuse that happened in our background. We don't like the, the addiction that we struggle with. We don't like the character flaws that we deal with. We don't like the circumstances in our world. We don't like those chapters of our stories. And so we try to hide them away. And what happens is a whole bunch of people who are maybe claiming to be Christians are really dealing with some broken chapters because they think they're the only one. And that's exactly what Satan wants, because where that aim is, no happiness can survive in that environment. And so I think collecting people's stories, writing songs about their stories has really opened my eyes to realize that, gosh, we're all in the same boat with some broken chapters and how good would it feel if we knew we weren't alone in that. And so when I write these songs, I'm really exposing some of the broken chapters in my life and in other people's lives in the hopes that other people will go, well, maybe, maybe God does love me, even though I've got this mess in my life, even though I'm not perfect. And, uh, you know, that's just, just a few of the takeaways that collecting people's stories has really how it's shaped my creative process and my life. Well, I love so much what you're saying, Matthew, because you're reminding all of us that happiness is not found in the absence of brokenness. It's actually found in God's redemption in the midst of our brokenness. And and I think, you know, that's one of the things that I see going on right now. And one of the things I love so much about how God uses you, also, Billy, how God uses you, is that in the midst of all of this, you guys are like hope dealers. You know, you're brokering in hope where you're saying, look, yeah, stuff's broken. You know, like your song, you know, more it's such a powerful tune. It's like, listen, you are so much more than just the mistakes that you've made. You're so much more than the things that people said about you. And really what you're doing is you're speaking hope into the midst of the brokenness, letting people know that, Hey, your brokenness isn't, it's just, it's just, just a chapter. It's not the whole story. Right. Mm. Right. And that's exactly what it is. And I think, boy, it's so hard to have that perspective when you're in the middle of your most wounded and broken chapter. Right. Um, it's, it's so, and I think that, a lot of people in our world right now are finding themselves in the middle of a broken chapter of their story. And it's hard to see your way out of that. One of the stories that's really encouraged me in uh, 2020 is revisiting the story of the disciples getting in a boat with Jesus, Jesus going to sleep and the storm hitting. And the disciples did, did two things. And this is what I felt like the scripture was illuminated for me in a, in a way that I needed it in 2020. The first thing they did was freak out. The, the scripture says they were convinced they were going to drown, right? But instead of grabbing buckets and trying to, uh, you know, scoop the water out of the boat, instead of jumping overboard and trying to swim to shore, instead of taking matters into their own hands, their freak out led them to seek out the one who they believed could still save them. And, you know, they went to Jesus. So on the one hand, they're convinced they're going to drown. On the other hand, they, they go straight to the guy who's sound asleep and they ask him to help, to save. And he, of course he does. He wakes up and as calm as he was, the, the sea was about to be just as calm. And sure enough, it was. And of course, a little bit of a rebuke comes after that. Oh, oh, you have little faith, right? <laughs> and I feel like a lot of us in 2020, myself included, could be in that same boat, that same category of, 
oh me of little faith. In fact, I wrote a song about, with that same title, oh me of little faith. And uh, just a reminder that here in the middle of our broken chapter, in the middle of the storm, there's one who's calm and he promises he's going to calm us and give us peace that passes understanding. But also in his perfect timing, he will calm this storm and we will survive it. So the reminder that in that broken chapter, in that storm, that there's still peace to be found and, and a hope that we're going to we're going to make it through this. Well, and you you also spoke to something important. I feel like in the middle of all this being honest about the fact that we're not perfect. I think a lot of people, especially people, you know, in the public eye, it's like I have to make everybody think that I'm perfect. Even Christians do this, right? And it's like, no, your wife sat you down and she's like, Matthew, what's wrong with you? Right? Like you got to get it together. And being honest about that, I love that you were honest about that. We all have weaknesses. And actually, I feel like God wants to use those weaknesses to show other people how to be stronger, you know, through our experiences. So I think we have to be authentic. That's the word really that I'm looking for that, that that's what people crave and that that's being honest too. And that's an important thing in the middle of all this. Well, and if you go to church, if you're a Christian, you know, I, authenticity has been something that I'm embarrassed to say has escaped me too many times in my life. And you know, it was what I, the thing that I get really tripped up on is like, I've discovered that you can even be inauthentically authentic. <laughs> like, like I can even be like, it's just like, wow, I have this unbelievable ability to pretend. And I developed that skill at a young age. There's a song on the radio right now of mine called Truth Be Told. And it's my autobiography in three minutes. It literally is. It's me saying, it says line number one, you're supposed to have it all together. When they ask how you're doing, just smile and tell them never better. Lie number two, everybody's life is perfect except yours. So keep your messes and your wounds and your secrets safe with you behind closed doors. Truth be told, the truth is rarely told. And it's really a song of me just like wanting to just break out of this like preacher's kid, Christian singer, weird skill that I have to just like perform for people all the time and and just realizing that 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 performance can be such a prison and I do it and I do it well and I don't want to do that anymore, you know? And it's not about like airing your dirty laundry for all the world to hear. It's just about just being in this place of, of just full on acknowledgement that you're a sinner in need of God's grace and then being willing for God to use even the rough around the edges parts of your story. You know, in the midst of that journey then, Matthew, how are you finding you know, because it's one thing, you know, and there's a lot of research coming out now, like Brene Brown, you know, and she talks about, you know, the vulnerability hangover, you know, and, and you see it in the scripture. It's amazing. Uh, when I was when I was reading about, I was reading your book and I was thinking about that story of the prophet Elijah, you know, and he's on Mount Carmel and it's just, you know, this great standoff, you know what I mean? Where we're literally, there's all the prophets of Baal and Asherah and, then, and, and he's, and fire comes down from heaven and, and it's just like this epic moment. And then the very next chapter, he's like running for his life and he's hiding out and you're like i'm like oh look that's like that vulnerability hangover it's like he was all the way out there you know what i mean on the edge of everything god did an amazing work so in this case god does an amazing work he's still freaked out and he's still running away and hiding out be like you know woe is me and so so can you talk a little bit about you know in the midst of wanting to take off those masks even like the word hypocrite it comes from the greek hypocrites, which was actually a greek actor who had two masks and they would play two parts Jesus is real. 
If there's one thing people can agree on, it's that nobody's life is perfect. We all have broken parts in our stories. Today, Pastor Daniel and Billy Hallowell sat down with Matthew West, talked about how each of us is a work in progress. The silver lining to the broken chapters of your story is that you're not alone. Everyone has them. And if you'll let him, God wants to move in those dark moments to give life and speak hope. If you'd like to listen to more from the Crazy Happy Podcast, you can visit JesusIsRealRadio.com or look for Pastor Daniel Fusco on your favorite podcast app. Don't forget to subscribe so you'll be notified each time a new edition is posted. And then be sure to join Pastor Daniel and journalist Billy Hallowell for more discussions and interviews that are relevant to your life today. Now back to Josh with a preview for next Friday's edition. Join us next time when Pastor Daniel and Billy continue this conversation with singer, songwriter, and author Matthew West. They'll talk more about how you can experience hope even in all the uncertainty that you may be experiencing right now. You may not see it, but it's there. You see, your hope is not an empty hope because your hope is in Jesus. You'll learn that God wants to use you in your story to deal hope to those around you. Well, that's all the time we have for on this special Friday edition of Jesus Is Real Radio. For more information, visit JesusIsRealRadio.com. Today's broadcast was produced from the Crazy Happy Podcast with Pastor Daniel Fusco and host Billy Hallowell. Be sure to subscribe to the Crazy Happy Podcast today. And be sure to join us again for another edition of Jesus Is Real Radio.